are we ready? Maybe the product is ready, but we may not be ready as a company. And so much failure happens here because the product is ready and the company is not. So does every department know what it has to do? Is every department ready? Is sales ready? Is the customer success organization staffed and ready? Is the support desk staffed and trained and ready? These type of things. Is our financial assumptions understood? Do we know what the pricing is? I've seen so many times that a company will go out and the sales organization doesn't really understand the pricing. And so off they go. And then later on, they have to figure out, well, what's the pricing? Uh, so, so the outcomes of this decision to launch really are, are having our cross-functional resources committed to launch. And so that's everybody in the boat and the resources are there. Welcome to Innovation Talks. Join us weekly as we discuss with distinguished industry guests how to refine and improve corporate innovation and new product development. Hosted by Paul Heller, Sophion Chief Evangelist. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Hope you're having a great week. And depending on when you're listening to this, this is our first episode of 2024. So Happy New Year. And I'm glad you're sticking with us. It has been my pleasure to be the host of this podcast for several years now, and I look forward to continuing it. Last week, we had a review of StageGate Basics. And so this week, as promised, we're going to talk about how do you govern digital products that are using an agile type of, of development approach. And then as promised, next week, we'll have our guest, Dr. Robert Cooper, who's going to talk about where the methodology of StageGate is today, where he sees it going, and his views on how AI fits within new product development. It's a great episode. We've already recorded it, and I think you're going to love it. So put that one on your calendar for sure. So when we talk about governing agile development or digital product development, you know, one of the challenges is we know that governing MPD projects with PhaseGate has been proven. And many companies are moving from physical products to uh, digital products. And they want to carry the same success they've had with using PhaseGate to govern their physical products over to their digital products. And, and the challenge is that digital products are different. Uh, there's no manufacturing. It's easier to update and release digital products. We have this concept called an MVP approach, the minimal viable product, which means get something in the market that is uh, just as much as you need to, to make sure that you have a, a, a viable product and then continue to grow it and adjust it as you learn. So the entire modify as you learn approach is a bit easier when you get to digital products. When you're with physical products, it's a lot harder to change a design or to change a spec, uh, especially once a product is in the market. But with digital, it's very easy, very. Digital people might not agree with that, but in general, it, it's much easier than for physical products. But the concept of phase gate, of, of defining phases of work, minimizing risk, uh, funding resources, all makes sense. But it's not the same process as for physical products. You don't want to have a a multi-stage process that's designed for a product where you have to be much more sure about the design before you start to develop. Things like that. They're just different. Before we get into how this is going to work exactly for digital products, let's just remember the key values of PhaseGate. 
It's used to manage and reduce risk, not to manage product development. That's a key feature. So whether the product development is done waterfall or agile, or whether it's a physical product, a virtual product, a digital product, a hybrid product, the phase gate principles are about managing and reducing risk. And you use whatever project methodology uh, makes sense. It's also, and people forget about this, it's also used to ensure alignment and understanding of the assumptions and expectations across different parts of the organization. So across uh, research and development, sales, marketing, finance, distribution, operations, manufacturing. We might want to call that coordination, but there is alignment and understanding that has to happen across those groups because they all have a stake in product success. Another key feature people forget about when they think about phase gate is it's used to establish the rationale to invest. It's used to communicate and measure results and prevent surprises. And we look at the key success criteria of phase gate it's the gate that's important, not the phase, the gate. Gate is where decisions are made. And bringing to that gate are items called deliverables. And the deliverables are there to aid decision-making, not to represent product or project work. So the deliverables need to be few and lean if you're going to be successful at phase gate. And this is true whether you're looking for a digital product or a physical product. So... I'd like to present to you in this discussion today a model that works for digital products. When I say a model, I mean a process model. I mean a, a, a gated governance type of model. And this model has four primary gates. In some cases, they're really meetings rather than gates, but we'll get to that. Uh, so the four are, number one, decision to fund development. Number two, MVP review and reconfirmation. Number three, decision to launch. And number four, product review and strategic adjustment. And I don't really call these gate one, gate two, gate three, gate four. I just leave them with the names. But when you think about the names, there are two decision type of gates and there are two review reconfirmation adjustment kind of gates. So a little bit different in the type of gates, uh, but not so different as we go through this. So let's take the first one, decision to fund development. Well, this is very similar to the same type of gate you would see in a physical process model. You know, the, the outcome is an allocation of resources. And what you need to understand is the product vision, the strategic fit, the investment required, the value expected, cross-functional needs, success metrics, and how are you going to measure the success of development? In other words, are you making progress in development? And then there's the, at least an early stage view of product success metrics, the eventual product success metrics or KPIs about the product, which will come into play when the product is launched. So one of the best ways to define that product definition as part of this, this gate is to use canvas. There are some great canvases out there that the agile world has that work very well for digital products. The decision makers or the gatekeepers, if you like that term, are certainly the technology uh, representatives, the CTO, vice president of development, 
uh, those people who own the resources, finance, sales. Uh, let's just talk about sales for a minute. If you have a product that's going to be sold by sales, then it's obvious uh, why they should be part of this decision. But even if you have a product that's not going to be sold with a traditional sales channel, where maybe a different channel, a different go-to-the-market channel is going to be enacted, I think sales still should be in this meeting so they understand why and what the rationale is. I've seen too many cases where the salespeople don't understand a product and yet they're responsible for product sales on a global basis. So if it's a new product that's being sold a different way, they need to understand that. And if you're in the sales-led growth, moving to product-led growth or vice versa, this is what this is about. Uh, marketing should be a, a, a representative, a decision maker at this meeting and customer success. And the decisions, same decisions as, as always, go, kill, hold, recycle. So that's the first one, the decision to fund development. You know, some people call that the money gate, right? We're going to spend our money. The second one is what I call MVP review and reconfirmation. You know, things change, especially if you're in the agile world and especially if it's a digital product because it's so easy to change. You're going to learn things. You're going to find that some of your original assumptions are wrong. So the purpose of this gate is not to make decisions. And I put gate, I put quotes around gate because the purpose is really not to make decisions, but to understand what has changed. What has changed with the product? What has changed with the market? What has changed maybe in the competitive environment? Uh, what has changed with the target? Uh, who we're aiming this product for? So the outcome of this meeting is understanding it's really identifying the changes to those cross-functional assumptions and expectations that were set in the decision to uh, start development meeting earlier. So things have changed. We want to understand what they are. We want to understand how that affects the different functional areas of the company, you know, developments moving forward. But perhaps as an example, supposing development is moving along and learns that our product is more important in South America than we thought. So sales and marketing will have to adjust their plans, right? If you wait until launch, it's too late. Now there's some advance notice. This is where we're going. We have some discussion. We can say, okay, this is a market that's going to be more important to us. And that's something we didn't know before. So when we think about it, it's more than just the impact on development, on R&D, but it's a cross-functional type of alignment. Some people talk about sprint reviews at this point because I think a demo should be held in this gate, uh, this MVP review and confirmation gate. It's important that people see the product, but that's not a sprint review. Sprint reviews are really focused on the product. This is more of a business review. Let's review what the product looks like. Let's review our understanding of the market. Let's review all these type of things that from the business plan standpoint that that may have changed or or may have not changed. Maybe we're still on course. Now, the next gate is the decision to launch. But before that, you could ask yourself, do we need more than one MVP review and reconfirmation gate in between the decision to fund development and the decision to launch? And maybe you do. The timing of those, the frequency of those, the cadence of those is going to be different in every case. But I think it should be possible and allowable. The best practice would be that product development, the software engineering group, 
could raise its hand and say, you know, we need, we're going to need another meeting. Things have changed. We've learned some things. Let's have another review and reconfirmation meeting. Or, you know, we plan to have two. We thought we would need two, but we don't need to do another one. We've done our last one and everything's still on track. So, so realize that whether you have one or two or more between the decision to fund development and the decision to launch is going to be uh, different, may, may need to be flexible there. So then we get to decision to launch. And this is just like for traditional phase gate type of, of processes. This is an extremely important gate. It really, the purpose is, are we ready? Maybe the product is ready, but we may not be ready as a company. And so much failure happens here because the product is ready and the company is not. So does every department know what it has to do? Is every department ready? Is sales ready? Is the customer success organization staffed and ready? Is the support desk staffed and trained and ready? These type of things. Is our financial assumptions understood? Do we know what the pricing is? I've seen so many times that a company will go out and the sales organization doesn't really understand the pricing. And so off they go. And then later on, they have to figure out, well, what's the pricing? Uh, so, so the outcomes of this decision to launch really are, are having our cross-functional resources committed to launch. And so that's everybody in the boat and the resources are there. The decision really, just like traditional phase gate would be go, recycle, uh, maybe hold, hopefully not, could be kill. That would be a horrible case, but it has happened that you get the product all the way to MVP and you realize that it's not the right product or it's not the right time or something major has changed. Or it could be that you don't have the funding. You don't have enough uh, sufficient funds as a company to make the launch successful. So you might want to hold it or you might need to kill it as, as harsh as that is. And you got to make sure at this point that your product KPIs are understood. You know, you had a glimpse of those early on. You got an idea what those look like, but now, now it's really time to understand exactly what those KPIs are and how we're going to measure success. And so there we go. We launched. Now what happens after launch? Well, this is where, again, unlike some physical products where product development is done and they move on to something else, we'll see that in many uh, uh, CPG type of companies where the, uh, the development is a packaging or is an offering and they'll move on to the next one. In this case, for digital products, product development is certainly not done. And most companies will move into what's called a continuous delivery model, where you continue to iterate and build on top of that MVP as you learn more. All the needs have not been met, certainly when the decision to create this was, was established early on. You looked at all the needs, all the jobs to be done, and selected those few that you could would need most importantly to get to market with, knowing that that was only a partial solution and your customers are going to accept that, but they're going to expect that you continue to develop it. So if you move into this continuous delivery model, what you include are what I call the fourth item, which is the product review and strategic adjustment gates. And these are about really a continuous model. Uh, now, now let's talk about continuous delivery for a minute, because that could be overnight enhancements to the product. 
It could be regular release cadences, release one, release two, release three. Uh, it could be other types of, of delivery models. So you have to understand what those are. But when you look at this product review and strategic adjustment gates, you know, who you want there are your customer success people, your technology, again, your CTO or head of software engineering, the product stakeholders, those resource holders and marketing. You're going to understand the product KPIs, the market and competitive changes, and the resource plan, and you're going to make your decision. And your decision at this point is going to be to continue, increase investment, decrease your investment, maybe pivot, move to something else, or maybe you exit. And so this is not a one-and-done meeting. This is a recurring meeting that you will do on a continual basis for as long as you have the product in the market. And... So what should the cadence of this be? Well, there's, there, it could be a number of different things. It could be a fixed schedule where you say, you know, every three months, we're going to have one of these. Uh, it could be an event-based schedule, you know, based on a key market event, or it could be an ad hoc schedule. You know, we're just going to, going to have one. And then when we have that, we'll decide when the next one is. We'll say we can, we need to meet kind of like when you go to a doctor who says, I'll see you next year, or I need to see you next month. Do you want to have a general agreement on the cadence of these gates when you went to that decision to launch decision? When you made that, that gate decision there, you should have some insight into what these gates are going to look like. I don't think you treat these as gates to be passed, like with a traditional phase gate approach. You know, your aim is to pass the gate, to pass the gate. Instead, your aim here is to solicit discussion around the product performance and the fit with the company strategy and to make decisions such as continuing or increasing, decreasing, those things we've already talked about. Now, sometimes companies will say, okay, that all makes sense, but isn't that the role of the agile project team and its team leaders to do that? And the, the question would be, it depends. Does your company have enough confidence in and have you given enough authority and autonomy to your agile project team leaders? Because if you have, you might consider moving these gates away from the executive and cross-functional leaders and instead put them in the project team. And in this approach, you move executive level governance that focuses on the merit of continuing a product, you move that into your portfolio management activity. So there's, there's a lot of different ways you can approach this, but the, the point is you still should have these, these uh, regularly scheduled review meetings with clear deliverables, clear inputs, clear outcomes, clear set of, of stakeholders who are going to be attending that meeting who understand the purpose of the decision they're going to make. So there you have it. I didn't go into a lot of detail. Obviously, there's a lot more here we could talk about, which is, okay, what do the actual templates look like or the inputs look like, those deliverables? You know, what what are some of the uh, decision criteria, those kind of things? But uh, hopefully this gave you some ideas and of what a, what a good process would look like for governing the agile approach of, of digital products. They're different but it still lends itself very well, especially because you're not going to make the investment until you have the meeting you're, and you really should not make the launch until you have that meeting. And then these other meetings are about cross-functional alignment, resetting cross-functional expectations and understanding the path of success going forward. So that's it for today. Thanks for, thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me. 
And as promised, uh, next week we'll have Dr. Robert Cooper with us, and that should be a fun session. So take care, everybody. Have a great week. Bye for now. Thanks for joining us this week for Innovation Talks with Paul Heller. If you enjoyed the show, please like and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, or wherever you listen to podcasts. For additional information on today's topic, check out sophion.com, S-O-P-H-E-O-N.com, where you will find plenty of innovation-centric content and corporate best practices. If you'd like to discuss anything with Paul or would like to get in touch with the show, email us at talks at sophion.com. <laughs>